conversation about legacy and capturing story and how how that can really be of value to a family who is dealing with dementia in so many other areas of life as well. But before we get into our discussion, I I just want to say hello to and welcome all of our new listeners um, and tell you a little bit about us. Alzheimer's Speaks was developed because my mom had dementia for 30 years, and I thought there had to be a better way to connect people all around the world with resources, tools, and products to help them live a better life. So on the show, you're always welcome to call in, and that number is 323-870-4602, 323-870-4602. And, um, you know, feel free to make a comment or ask a question, or you can also use our chat box. Um, we would love to uh, include you in the conversation. We've been doing this since uh, 2011, and, you know, we really say that we are here to shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort by, again, just raising everyone's voice. And if you're a business looking to expand your brand, um, please reach out to me. I would be more than glad to help you um, in that process. We have great platforms with uh, wonderful traffic, and um, we'd love to be able to help people find your service product and tool. And again, to our listeners, thank you. Without you, we wouldn't have the reach that we do. It's your likes, your clicks, your shares, those little things that just take seconds, but have such meaning and they push out to people in need. So um, keep that up. Uh, It really does help build a sense of community and collaboration and comfort and helps us win this battle against dementia and make people feel like they're not alone. And nobody should ever have to feel like that. Now, I'm going to do a bunch of shout-outs because there's lots of stuff going on. Um, First, I want to shout-out to um, Keith Gallus. He has written this book called uh, Parental Dementia, and it's a guide through all the difficult questions that families ask. And Keith has uh, been an executive director with 20 years of experience helping families through all those difficult questions that pop up. And each chapter in his book are um, addressing the most common questions that family have. So I would highly recommend this book. It's called, again, Parental Dementia, A Guide Through All the Difficult Questions. It's available on Amazon and Walmart and Barnes and Noble. Um, and it's also an ebook now. But if you go to his website, parentaldementia.com, Alzheimer's Speaks listeners can get a discount by using the code word Lori. That's L-O-R-I, and you'll save yourself uh, $5.99, so nothing wrong with that. I got an email the other day uh, from my friends at the Brain Health and Research Institute out in Seattle, and Dr. Mary Kay Roth and our friend uh, Carrie Mills um, have just this wonderful company, and they are really making some pretty cool um, progress with their modules and how they are really assessing health. And I'm not going to dive into it real deep, but I I highly recommend that you check out brainhealthandresearch.com. That's brainhealthandresearch.com. They have a team that is making some some great progress in the area of cognitive abilities and more and um, helping people regain some things that they've lost and um, be able to maintain that. Uh, The University of Minnesota is looking for volunteers for a brain imaging study. And to qualify for this, you have to be um, between 60 and 89 in good health, and you can't have any neurological or major psychiatric disorders. And the number to call is 612 
612-625-3246. That's 612-625-3246. And you can uh, get paid up to $600 in compensation for um, working in that study. And then our friends at Lynn Bloomston, is, uh, they're going to be opening up a continuum of care campus here in Minnesota in the Lionel Lakes area, kind of Shoreview, Lionel. And they have an upcoming um, educational presentation to talk about that this, uh, co- this coming Thursday, a week from today. Um, the, so it'll be February 20th from 630 to 8. And um, you can contact them at 651-646-2941, And let's see, on February 19th, I'm going to be doing um, a webinar with the Educate group. They're doing a virtual road trip. And um, feel free to find out more information on my website, alzheimerspeaks.com. But we're talking about Dementia Care is Changing Our You, and that is a a free webinar. Um, Also on the 20th, I'll be out at the waters in in Minnesota in Eden Prairie, and I'll be doing a program from 3 to 5, and this is primarily for professionals, about shifting dementia care from crisis to comfort. We'll be talking about... Um, oh, realities, perceptions, and stigmas. And it's, a, it's pretty interesting. We've gotten great feedback with that one. And then on the 21st of next week, that's next Friday, this is for professionals only, but Handy Medical Supply puts on this huge conference, which is full of wonderful speakers, which I'm honored to be one of them. Um, so if you're interested and are in Minnesota and are maybe a social worker, PT, OT, uh, type person, uh, healthcare person, go to handymedical.com and you will learn more about that. I have a few more to go. I can't believe there's just so much going on. Um, Wednesday, March 11th, I am going to be out in um, Eatontown. And um, that is out in New Jersey. And I'll be doing a, a family program from, um, it'll be from 4.30 to 6.30, talking about balancing life with self-care. Um, and that is sponsored by Artist Senior Living. And then on the 12th, I'll be doing a program for uh, professionals. And again, both of these, all of these you can find on our homepage at alzheimerspeaks.com. March 16th, I will be back in Minnesota doing a program uh, for uh, families from 5 to 6. And that's at the Waters of White Bear. And then I have to give a plug for my friend uh, Jennifer Fitzpatrick. She is coming to Minnesota uh, with Artists Senior Living, and she's doing a program for professionals. It'll be from 8 to 1030, and that's going to be about ethical perspectives on cognitive and, and mental health with seniors, which I think is really important. She'll also, um, also with, uh, with Artists Senior Living, I will be in Pennsylvania, and I'll be working with the Yardley group out there. And uh, we're going to be doing a program from 5.30 to 7.30 for family caregivers. And that one's called uh, Caregiver Survival Camp. And then that's what I'm going to give a shout out to is Winona, Minnesota. They are doing kind of a whole weekly um, program of dementia-friendly type events. And I'll be down there Thursday, April 2nd um, in the evening from 4.30 till about 7 o'clock. And we're going to be doing a screening of A Timeless Love, which will be absolutely wonderful. So sorry that took so long, but it's exciting that there's this much stuff going on. Um, You know, 10 years ago, there was barely anything. And so it's really very, very fun to see. So let let me get our speaker Um, introduced to you so that we can get this conversation going. We're going to be talking about capturing personal stories to preserve family history. And I've had the honor to meet with this gentleman in person. His name is Dietrich Neeson, and he's a regional Emmy Award recipient for video um, production. He's a former TV news reporter, and he has uh, 16 years behind his belt of video production, you know, being in that industry. He holds a master's in education and a bachelor's of art in broadcasting journalism. 
and Communication Studies from the University of St. Thomas. And Dietrich, Dietrich is now the proud owner of a company called Inherited Stories, which has really been a dream of his. And we're gonna we're gonna talk to him a little bit about that. And I, you know, I'll let him explain what his driving force is there. But um, Dietrich, before we get started, I always like to ask every guest if they have been personally touched by dementia in any fashion. Yes, absolutely. And in, in fact, you know, part of, uh, well, first of all, thank you for letting me on your show. Uh, to answer your question, yes, my grandma um, dealt with dementia toward the end of her life. And it was one of the things that um, caused a huge regret in my life, which uh, just going back here, she was a storyteller. She was a, a person who grew up during the Great Depression, and she had all these wonderful stories that she would tell me as a kid. And uh, for years, my family would say, you know, we should sit down, record our stories, record our stories. Well, we waited too long, and dementia came, and uh, her personality slipped away, and obviously the stories slipped away. And so um, that actually is one of the, the reasons I, I started this company was because I had that pain in my life of uh, no longer being able to hear those stories, no longer being able to hear her laugh or see her smile. Um, and, and so I felt, you know, this is my way to make sure um, people have the chance to, to preserve those personalities before dementia comes or Alzheimer's uh, comes. So, yeah. Uh, it, well, well, I appreciate you sharing that because I think so often we have regrets. We have all these great ideas and concepts and we're going to do, we're going to do, we're going to do. And and it gets shoved on our list of things to do, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, we we missed we missed that opportunity. And so I, that's why I think today is going to be such an important conversation because not only do I think, um, you know, it's it's something that we can individually do. We can hire a professional like yourself to really capture mm -hmm. the story and, and know the sense. Mm -hmm. And this is a great gift idea because a lot of times people. They want to give something to a family, um, but they don't know what. Mm -hmm. and, and what a precious thing this would be able to give. So why don't we talk about inherited stories? You know, I, I've mentioned that it's kind of a, a legacy video storytelling company, but but what exactly does that mean to the average Joe? And and um, we'll talk about some of the benefits of that. Right, yeah. You know, when the general use of that term, legacy video, you know, I oftentimes a lot of folks will say, oh, so you transfer old videos or you, you bring, you know, old material back and, and uh, you transfer it, right, to digital. Well, no, that's not what we do. We sit down and we collect what's actually really valuable, which is the life story itself. We have, you know, your loved one uh, essentially tell that story um, based off questions that you, uh, your family comes up with. And it's really a collaborative project. Um, one of the things I like to tell folks is it, it, it's fun. <laughs> it should be fun if, if we're doing it right. And at the same time, it can be really powerful. Uh, one of the stories I shared last week when, when we did our teaser was about uh, a farmer in Princeton named Jim Hamer. Well, his family, um, this is a man from a generation, 95, never opened up really throughout his life. And um, so his kids, his grandkids never heard some of the stories about his life. And uh, they asked me to come out and ask about these things, ask about uh, his participation in World War II, ask about how he met his wife. Why did he uh, become a turkey farmer? All these things that they want the answers to. And during that interview, it was amazing how he just opened up about these life experiences and his family had the, the, the privilege of sitting in the other room and just listening to this person that, you know, they have a very emotional, deep relationship with, open up about his life. And one of the strong suits about um, what, what I do, what Inherited Stories does, is that we're really an independent um, observer, a listener. I like to say it's compassionate listening because we're not here to, you know, judge you or or, you know, uh, take what you say and make you feel bad about anything. It's really the search for understanding of a person's life decisions. 
And um, it, it can be really rewarding. Uh, I feel that on the other side, too, for that person to just open up to somebody. Um, because, you know, how often do we get uh, so so busy in our lives? And, and sometimes it's nice to just slow down and talk, right? So that's uh, – sorry, I went a, a little bit all over there. But, yeah, that's uh, inherited stories, that's what we do. Well, and and I think when you talk about a little bit all over there, that that's how a normal conversation flows. You know, when you're talking yeah. with your friends, you you're kind of bouncing off the walls, and everyone is being spontaneous <laughs> and engaged, and you know, excited, yeah. and and that's what it's about. You know, it's about letting letting the flow be natural, and and I think sometimes we can try to control that flow or what the story is. And having an outside person come in, I think, you know, there's no prejudgment as to what, what to expect. And, and they, mm-hmm. I think, I think sometimes they're better able to listen and capture things and, um, and have a different conversation than maybe we would. Cause you know, I, I know with my own family, there are stories and I'll use, um, one, for example, with uh, when my parents were sick, I heard stories from their friends up that my parents never told me. Never, never, never. Because mm-hmm. they were, you know, some mm-hmm. of them were, uh, were more, maybe more adult stories, you know, that they didn't want their kids to know, <laughs> know about necessarily. But as an adult, then to be able to hear that, it was like, oh, they weren't so perfect after all, you know, or, or they had a little edge there, or a sense of humor, or whatever it might be. And so sometimes um, the flow of conversation, I think, can change with that. And I think that that's a perspective that a, that a, um, a non-biased outside person who actually is a professional at capturing storytelling right. too can um, can really do a great job with. Why don't you explain a little bit about the process of creating a legacy video and and what would that you know what would that take? How much time does it take? What does it look like in terms mm-hmm. of even environments? You come to them, do they come to you? All of those types mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. So the process is really, it boils down to four steps. Um, Initially, I'll talk with the family because I believe communication is at the root of everything. Um, Being open and honest with the family and, and hopefully establishing that with them allows them to really just trust you as a person and in turn trust them. And we come up with this, the questions themselves, which I, you know, we call them story points or story prompts, but it's uh, just a way to understand what the family or what that person really wants to talk about. And because they're part of the process of that initial step, it makes them a little more comfortable, I think, with with going on camera to talk about it because they're the ones who came up with the questions. Um, the second step then is to figure out uh, where they want to be, uh, quote unquote, interviewed or where they want to have this conversation. Uh, for some folks, you know, they've already sold their home that they've lived in for 70 years but and moved to an uh, elder uh, living facility, um, or they still live in that home and they want to make sure that they're interviewed in their favorite chair or their favorite part of uh, the house. And, you know, those are things that matter um, because, uh, to me, I want to make sure the person that we're interviewing feels comfortable and feels good about doing this um, and, and relax. Uh, otherwise, it's, you know, I don't want to torture anyone by asking them questions because I've, I've seen that as a reporter and that's no fun. Um, so part of that then is uh, based off those questions and based off the answers to it, we'll look at some of the photos, some of the home videos that relate to what they're talking about. And we'll pull that into the uh, editing process, which is the third step. And we'll edit it together. We'll add music. We'll add graphics. Um, But the the key point here is uh, making sure that what's in that video uh, answers those questions that we came up together with, right? Um, And then the family gets uh, two chances, two revisions to go back and look at the video and suggest or make any changes they want and that you know that could be from adding more photos that they they found along the way or it could be tweaking you know a story because you know there are too many us or too many ahs um, but 
that's that's pretty much the process. And then the last step really is figuring out how that story gets delivered to uh, the family. Um, for some, it, it would be, you know, here's the link and here's a USB drive. I'm going to give it directly to uh, my, my grandson, granddaughter. Uh, for some, it's, nope, I want to save this for my celebration of life, and I want to hand it to my attorney so they can pass it on. Um, there's so many different ways that this can be created, and that is one of the one of the strengths of this, and that's why I refer to it as more of a collaboration project than you know even a legacy video because you're really getting to know each other, and um, I think that's the, the beautiful part about it. Uh, you get this opportunity to listen to someone's just years of experience and and life wisdom, and that's truly priceless, really. <laughs> So, at least in my opinion. No, I I definitely agree with you there. It's a it's a very very important important piece, and I and I like the the sense of of working at it together. Um, so you know uh, everyone is is comfortable with that. I think that makes a makes a big difference mm-hmm. in terms of of the outcome and and what is going to happen. Now, when when you're interviewing the person, is everybody around or do you say step out and just let this be between the two of us so um they don't feel pressured or do some people feel more comfortable having everybody around while they're chatting? How does that part work? <laughs> No, that's a great question, and you know what? It's very dependent uh, per person, just like anything else, really, right? Um, My preference is to do things one-on-one because I I feel like when you have people that you are emotionally tied to, it influences your answers. And that, you know, it could be your spouse, uh, but it could also be your kids. You know, people that you have an emotional bond with will automatically cause you to behave a different way, whether we know it or not. And I'm not a psychologist or anything, but I've seen it in action. So um, my preference is one-on-one, and, you know, it's really a matter of me and that other person just connecting. And like I said earlier, it's really this um, desire to understand somebody and Mm -hmm. lead with empathy and compassion that gets them to open up. Uh, I think that's the secret to it. Um, a lot of times, you know, I learned from reporting right away that uh, if you go in there, you know, guns blazing, so to speak, but you're looking for an answer or whatever, um, you've already made up your mind rather than going in just listening, you know. And mm-hmm. and so for, for me, I love to just listen because the way someone tells a story uh, says so much about the character, um, you know. <laughs> and the way they, they smile, the way they even connect with me, you know, a stranger. Uh, it says so much about who they are, uh, and I I really enjoy that part of it, but it's also uh, they're not being influenced by any other factors in the room, so to speak. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. Um, one of the things that, you know, you had mentioned was your grandma was really kind of the heart behind, mm. you know, you stepping into this space and stuff. What has, what has your family thought about you stepping into this space? You know, my dad said he was so proud of me for, for doing this. Um, you know, and to me, that was, uh, sorry, I get emotional, but my dad isn't somebody who uh, often gives me compliments. So the fact that he uh, said that to me really hit me hard. Um, but I, it generally, you know, everybody in my family supports this idea of creating legacy videos for other families, even within our own family. And, um, it's an opportunity to, like I said, bring people together for something that uh, ultimately is really positive at times. It can be hard to hear some answers for sure. But, um, if, if you're doing it as a family and you realize we're in this together, it's really powerful and it's very sweet. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know, Lori. I think that uh, it's um, it's it's something that I am uh, really proud of uh, that I'm at least trying to do. And even if inherited stories isn't you know the end all be all, at least the idea is out there for other people to pick up and hopefully carry on. Because you know we live in this time where our technology is good enough 
that 300 years from now, your great-great-grandkids won't have to wonder, you know, who you were, what you stood for. You can tell them yourself by recording a, a video like this. Um, mm -hmm. And that is, that's what's really cool, to me at least, um, about about this work. So. Yeah, I, well, I do think it's extremely important. And I, you know, I know for myself, you know, my mom's been gone five years now, but about 10, oh gosh, I guess it was probably closer to 15 years ago, stories were captured on video. Um, they happened to be music videos. And I still mm. go back and I, and I watch those clips, you know, and she was beyond being able to tell a story anymore. And she couldn't really sing anyways, not all of the words, but she, she would, you know, kind of just pop back and, and be alive. And it was just amazing to watch. But for me, what it what it has done is just um, it's it's preserved our relationship and the the mm -hmm. joy that I think sometimes is overlooked and and that is you know I mean that's just unbelievably um, precious and so I could be having the worst day in my life and I'll go watch a video of my mom and it just calms my heart down oh, and, and bring. Yeah brings me to this peaceful place. And so I, I sometimes I don't think people understand the importance and the power of these things and um, mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of benefits to that. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you next about it. What are sure. some of the short and long-term benefits that, that you've seen um, by providing these videos to family? Well, you know, in addition to, to, again, being a collaborative project, I think you lead with a really good point. Um, just the comfort it can bring to a person to see someone they love. And it doesn't have to be family. I, I think that's one of the uh, interesting things I've learned about this. Uh, I just finished a, um, a memory, is what we call them, video memory, about uh, a pastor in northeast Minneapolis. Um, he had been a pastor for 20 years at this congregation. And when you know, we announced that we were doing this project as a church. Um, every, all these people, all these congregants came out and wanted to give photos, wanted to, you know, do what they could to help make this the best video it could be. And to me, it really shows the power that, okay, so this person has influenced and gives comfort to so many people, and they want to make sure that uh, his memory is being preserved in a way that, you know, when they want to see a video of him and listen to some of the, the wisdom that he has to share with the world, they can. You know, they can turn that video on, listen to him laugh, listen to him joke, watch uh, watch some of their fond moments with him in time. And honestly, there, I don't think there's anything that uh, brings more comfort than, than being able to do that because, I mean, if you – I guess I'd tie it to uh, – this whole wave of nostalgia out there right now. Why is nostalgia being sold everywhere? Well, it gives people comfort. And uh, in times like we live in, it's, it's comfort is a very, very valuable thing. And making people feel reassured that, you know, things are going to be okay, that, uh, you know, that, that their relationships are strong, you know, it's, it's worth it. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I guess my question back to you, Lori, is, you know, for the relationship aspect, what was, uh, you know, what about those videos stood out to you that, that brings you comfort, that makes you feel, you know, really, really good? Obviously, it's your mom, but was there anything in particular? Well, you know, she was in her end stages, and most people would say, you know, she can't participate. There's, you know, why, a lot of people would say, why go visit? You know, there's no connection, um, but there was such vivid connection. But what it taught me was to look for different things. You know, we all, we're all changing, not just the person with dementia, not just a person with a chronic illness, but every single person is changing. And we aren't the same person we were yesterday, let alone 10, mm -hmm. 15, 20, 50 years ago. And yet our expectations are weighed so heavily on that. And so um, being able to see the joy and, and the pride on my mom's face and the engagement through um, a few words here and there, her smile, the glint in her eye, hearing mm -hmm. the giggle, seeing the, the movement of her body to the music, 
I mean, those were all like little <laughs> subtle little things that said she is very connected and she is very much here. And so, you know, if you can capture that stuff at an earlier stage where you're allowing somebody to to tell their story, to make their presence um, feel value to them, you know, it's kind of a, one of the exercises I do when I'm training will be just to have people pull out their phones and take pictures of people. And you could, you could be in a, in a memory care where everyone's kind of got their, their flunked over in their wheelchair, their dining chair, whatever. And you can say, smile and say cheese, look at the camera. And, and people bounce out of that state because that's a special (laughs) moment. Someone is, Someone is talking directly to you and they feel you are valuable enough um, to photograph. And, and that's a, that's a huge statement to give people um, without saying those words of we value you. But I mean, it's just an inner thing that we process that go, wow, I, I am special. You know, they do care about me. And and that is a gift that you're giving that person you're giving voice to, I think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of this, the the point of these videos is to say to someone else, I love you, I value you, right? And I think that especially in this day and age and um, from what I know of, of being in an uh, elder care facility, it can be lonely. You know, it can be lonely. You don't get to see your kids as often. Um, you know, maybe they live out of town or, or you know, whatever the circumstances are. Um, the point is, is being able to say, you know, uh, I care about you. I'm thinking of you. It's a really powerful thing, like you said. Uh, and again, this is just, you know, one way to, to do that. Um, legacy work is just so important in general. Because, you know, <laughs> those who, uh, you know, the quote, cliche quote, but those who forget history or don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And, you know, the folks who are older have seen a lot of change in this world, and there's a lot of wisdom. Um, I I like to say that it really doesn't matter what career choice you made or whatever it is. Um, you have lived in this world and you have a lot of life wisdom based off of what you decided to do with your life. And uh, that's why I I really believe every single person has stories worth holding on to because they've lived, uh, you know, for how X number of years doing what they've done. And and they have a viewpoint that'll be vastly different probably than my own. So uh, in, in some ways I view every interview or every conversation that I get the the opportunity to do as a learning experience as well. So I always feel very privileged at the end of it to, to be able to, to put together a video for a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I yeah. think too, you know, today, I mean, we're talking about, you know, dementia and being able to capture that person, mm-hmm. giving them their voice. But I mean, this can be for any age. So, I mean, you look at mm-hmm. some of those things on TV where they interview the kids. And they ask them the stories, mm-hmm. you know, the questions, and then they come up with these, you know, outrageous answers sometimes. I mean, you can capture anything, um, uh, you know, in this type of legacy thing. I mean, that's something you could build on every year and come up with a set of questions and ask them the same ones every year and to see how their perceptions change over time as they build experience too would be I think really a fascinating thing to do um, as well because you know um, that's part of the beauty I think as as we age we gain the wisdom you know we we tweak our perceptions and and our answers and stuff but you could you could actually capture that with children you could do that for uh, you know a business owner in terms of you know Mm -hmm. why they're doing what they're doing I mean there's there's a lot of different ways to to go after this and to be able to utilize this this legacy um, feature and um, pull out the wisdom and the love and the laughter and and just honor um, honor people and letting them know that they're they're valuable and they're meaningful and that you are still interested in learning more. Um, I think of um, you know I have I have a whole box of um, mm. eight, eight millimeter film 
from when my folks had the big deer in the headlights on there. I mean, they would, I mean, it was like we would go blind on Christmas, you know, and Easter, my dad's, you know, taking the pictures or when someone got married and then they, you know, forward and reverse, forward and reverse when they're feeding somebody the cake at a wedding or whatever. And, and we still, yeah. we, howl, we howl at that stuff. Um, and we pull them out every now and then. And, you know, I bought a, a new bulb, but I really need to get those converted um, over because, my yeah. gosh, the bulbs alone are, are ridiculous. And they only last like, I think, 15 <laughs> hours or something. Um, but, you know, these are really in, in these are important times to capture things, I, I think, especially because we are living in such a fast paced world. Um now, you had mentioned that there's a lot of, like, legacy transfer video services and stuff, but but you guys, that's not your forte in terms of, of doing that. But if somebody had some old video that they wanted to be part of this legacy video, is that something you can incorporate? Well, absolutely. So we partner with those transfer services, and there's a, there are, uh, about four or five big ones in the area in the Twin Cities here that do that particular type of transfer work. And so what we'll do is we'll work with the family to figure out, okay, what what kind of content is worth transferring that you do you want to use in the video that we're building and then you know we'll work with them to to get that converted over to digital so that we can incorporate it into the video that we're creating for them and you know as i said earlier our specialty is the storytelling aspect um you know whether so one of the things you know you mentioned was you have reels um the same thing could be said about facebook or instagram or any of these other social media sites where it's essentially a dumping ground for a lot of photos, a lot of quick videos. Um, but the thing is, it doesn't really give you context. Uh, of, mm-hmm. It doesn't answer the question why. You know, why did you guys choose to go to, uh, you know, uh, I'm just throwing it out there. Why did you go to Portland uh, this last fall? You know, why did you decide to do something? And that to me is the, the best or most interesting part of, uh, of interviews in general is understanding the why. Um, behind mm-hmm. a photo, uh, you know, <laughs> when you, I, I just, I think that um, when you talk about the the wedding stuff, um, you know, obviously, you know, whose wedding was that? Why, what was your relationship with the folks at that wedding? Um, that kind of thing. It gives that context, though, for people who, again, may not experience it, and especially your your family members in the future if you have them. Um, who look back and say, yeah, I really, I, I love this photo, but I have no idea uh, why it was taken. I have no idea when it was taken. Um, but to have someone be able to go back and, and look at that photo and explain it, that would, you know, that's a, <laughs> that's a part of it too. You know, it's again, the context. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, when you were talking about, you know, doing the old videos and, and us watching them, I mean, that's half the fun of, um, you know, where, where they were feeding the cake back and forth and putting it in their mouth and taking it out when my dad would go forward in reverse. And we would laugh. And that was just the personality of my great aunt and her husband. They were just really fun loving <laughs> and, and stuff. And we had like a, we had a, a chivalry, which is where um, I, I don't see anybody do that these days, but they got married at my parents' house. And Mm -hmm. they were older. And then we got to go into the kitchen and grab all the pots and pans. And on the front lawn and in the backyard, we were marching around as a band playing these pots and pans. And they were throwing money at us. And it was just, it was, I mean, it was so much fun. And they captured that on film. And it was just really a a cool, cool time. But again, I think um, there's a difference of, you know, just kind of like the telephone game when one person tells somebody and then they tell somebody else, the story changes, but to get it, but to yeah. be able to get it from yeah. the original source is really mm-hmm. special. And even if mm-hmm. a person has dementia and the story has changed from what you remembered it, you are mm-hmm. getting, you know, this window into what they remember and what they value. Right. And, and right, right or wrong, there is so much value to that and that is that is a precious window to be able to to frame and to be able to keep 
um, to me, that's just a, a, a huge, huge gift, um, and, you know, to be to be able to give somebody. Absolutely. Um, you know, I – oh, I'm sorry. Go for it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, and when you, we talk about looking into that window into a person's mind, I think one of the really – uh, cool parts, and you and I talked off uh, <laughs> off mic on this, but one of the things I've really wanted to see uh, is if we make a memory for a family and, and uh, a person does end up getting Alzheimer's or dementia, how will they react to watching that video of them talking about their life and uh, having them explain who their kids are and doing all this sort of stuff that re- reminds them almost of, of who they are and, you know, what they did in their life and, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, uh, I haven't been doing this long enough yet to get to that point, but that's certainly something I would be interested in, in looking at and, and trying to figure out, you know, does this provide comfort to folks who uh, end up getting Alzheimer's or dementia? Um, mm-hmm. And, again, I, I just think it's so valuable to have you be able to tell yourself yeah, this is my daughter. This is my son. These are our grandkids. I did this in my life. And, I, you know, that's, I think that comfort is, again, it's just priceless. Um, but I would love to, to see how that plays out in the future as this, as this grows, I hope. Yeah. Well, and, and with some people with dementia, um, for example, they because they don't know how they're going to react either as the disease progresses, because it, it's mm-hmm. different for every single person. But some of them okay. are doing their, their own little videos saying, when um, my license needs to be pulled when I do this, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you don't feel safe in me, maybe um, hauling around our grandkids. When, you know, if I get an accident, if I do it, there's certain criteria. And so some of them are, they're writing letters to themselves, outlining when it's time. And then they're doing videos outlining when it's time. And they're not sure how they'll react to it. But just to remind them, you know, when they were in earlier stages, this was their thought process. And thinking Mm -hmm. that that might help. And they, you know, depending on um, how the disease progresses, someone might not um, realize who is who who the picture is because they might be back further in time of thinking of themselves as a teenager, but the voice mm. might sound the same and trigger, or other voices in in the video as well might trigger a calmness, mm. or or it might be the scenery that um, because they all everybody grabs a hold of different things, and so. Um, <laughs> You know, you're working kind of with a, a multi-sensory um, variable that might might yes. be comforting for somebody. And uh, and again, if they're comfortable in speaking and and um, telling a story, chances are the person with dementia is going to be comfortable if they know it's themselves or not, because the other person mm-hmm. is comfortable and confident, and it's not an intimidating intimidating situation because a lot of times um, they'll be perfectly content and somebody will walk into the room with an attitude that might be anxious or angry or whatever. And then the person with dementia will mirror that back. And then they get blamed for Mm -hmm. having the behavior when they were perfectly fine until somebody came in. So again, if the, if the film, if the video is calming, it'll probably be Mm -hmm. calming to, to them. Um, that's a that's a generalization, but just uh, for some of our listeners on that, how do you how do you see inherited stories growing in the future, Dietrich? You know, I there are so many ways to um, use this concept, and it doesn't have to necessarily be just with folks who who are elderly or who you know grandma grandpa. It could be the folks who are um, in hospital uh, with a disease like cancer. Um, it could be for veterans who want to make a video because they're being deployed somewhere and they don't know what the circumstances are in that that area. There are so many ways to use this um, just to, to help people um, slow down life for a little bit and uh, explain to their family, you know, why they made choices, um, offer them a chance even to just say, I love you. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a really powerful thing to, to watch somebody say that. Um, 
I mean, there's there's so many variants of, of where this can go. Uh, and right now I'm actually trying to work on an app to get people more engaged, especially with younger people these days um, so focused on their phones. And not just younger people, I should say, <laughs> a lot of people on their phones. So the, it may shift uh, to to going in that direction. But honestly, I think the big thing to me is I want to uh, grow more video producers and more compassionate video producers who go out there and do this kind of work with the sole intention of helping families preserve life stories. Um, and it's, uh, again, I think being rooted in empathy um, and seeking that understanding are the big parts. And I just want to grow that kind of culture where we uh, we treat our elderly people with respect and we value life wisdom and we just value each other. So that's, I know it's a really lofty idealistic goal, but I, I think it's doable. Um, it just has to start, you know, one story at a time and we'll mm -hmm. just keep going at it and spread that message that everybody is valuable um, and everybody has a life story worth capturing. Exactly. And it can be for any age or any stage of life. I mean, I think of uh, other um, targets could be um, just the caregiver journey, you know, as they're going through yeah. this process, yeah. how does it feel? Um, maybe they're a sandwich generation originally, and then maybe yeah. now their loved one has, has passed. And, you know, where are they at? You know, what have they, what have they learned through that process of caring for another and um, yeah. you know, how has that how has that made them a better person, or you know what would they do different? I mean, all of those types of things are are valuable as well. Well, this mm -hmm. has been um, this has been a fun conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to? You know what? No, I just I again I really appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit more about legacy work and about what Inherited Stories does. Um, we're uh, my uh, my hope is that more people become interested in this type of work because I, I feel like it's sorely needed. And, um, you know, every day that goes by, people pass away, and that's a lost opportunity to learn from them. And uh, mm -hmm. that, uh, that to me is, is uh, why it, there's so much urgency to what we're doing. Um, and... Back to uh, what I had said before with Jim, you know, having our World War II vets, their perspective of the world is vastly different than, than a young person who was born in, in the year 2000, right? So mm -hmm. the, the, just their life experience is, is worth listening to and worth capturing. And so, yeah, if, um, if anyone out there knows someone like Jim or uh, has somebody else in their life that they love, um, please check us out and, and consider doing a legacy video with them. Great. And people can get a hold of you by going to your website, which is inheritedstories.org, inheritedstories.org. And you've got a wonderful video that you've put together, too, that really kind of introduces yourself and explains inherited stories that I think is worth watching um, as well. Or they can call you at 952-457-6529. Uh, and that's 952 Four five seven six five two six, and again, that's inheritedstories.org. Thank you so much for your time today, Dietrich, and the work that you're doing. And I look forward to uh, seeing seeing your company grow and expand, and and help families, and you know, really capture the presence of the the personalities, and um, and have those preserved to be able to pass on to kids and grandkids and great grandkids and nieces and nephews. And, and again, this is um, capturing people's legacy, their wisdom, their love, their laughter, um, their history, you know, of, of what made them who they are today. And, and what a beautiful gift idea uh, this is uh, for others. I would imagine for pricing, um, you need to do kind of a personal consultation depending on, on what they want to do, or do you have some standard packages? You know, there are standard packages on the website. Um, mm -hmm. However, you know, that's, I, you know, at this point we're, I'm working with uh, a lot of different 
folks kind of where they're at. Um, I would say the, the standard package, just to give people an idea and why it costs what it does, um, the standard package, which is one interview, five story prompts, um, 35 home fo uh, photos, three home videos, and then the two revision requests, it's going to run around $3,500. And that sounds like a lot, but it takes about 50 hours to create one of these videos. Um, so put in, you know, the, I hope that gives some context to why it costs as much as it does. Um, mm -hmm. there, are, uh, there's a, it's just, it's just time consuming and, and that's all. It doesn't mean it's not worth it. And this is again, a one-time thing. Usually for most folks, we'll do it once and, um, and that's it. But if there is a, a repeat sort of sense where they want to do something for their, their child every five years, every year. You know, we could negotiate that a little bit. So, um, anyway, yeah, that's that's generally the the, the lowest price package is thirty five hundred, but it does okay. go up. So okay, yeah. well, sounds wonderful. Again, you can go to yeah. inheritedstories.org. And don't forget about checking out uh, alzheimerspeaks.com. We have all kinds of uh, programs that we're doing as well, and we've got lots of free resources. Uh, please check out our initiatives and projects page. And for a lot of those uh, programs, educational programs I, I talked about in the beginning, you can scroll down on the front page and, and find uh, links and more information there. Have a blessed week. And again, Dietrich, uh, keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Bye now. Bye now. Well, hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.